0: Welcome to the FMD podcast. I'm Sahith,
1: and I'm Maria.
0: Today we will be having a civil conversation that discusses the ideals of the death penalty, why it was put into place, and whether or not it still belongs.
1: We will do this by using a series of points that supports both sides of the argument regarding the penalty, and eventually forming a conclusion. So a little history on why the death penalty was put into place or where it originated from. Basically, a death penalty has always been in place in like uh, early Europe, starting even in medieval, um, medieval times. Basically, it was mainly like hanging and um, beheading. And these tactics were used to scare off any other criminals. And, and oftentimes the king, because it was mostly monarchies back then, the king would... Hang the heads of the the beheaded on on some public like building or bridge, and this was in hopes to put fear into the people, keep the monarchy, and um, prevent any further like crime and criminals from rising up uh, due to fear of being um, put to the same fate of being beheaded. Um, eventually, it uh, the the penalty just transferred over as we know, like the New World exploration with the colonies in America, these Europeans kind of brought their way over, and like uh, Jamestown, the first, con- like Jamestown colony, the first like official colony in, in the New World, so America like uh, used these tactics to punish any sort of uh, crimes committed uh, in America, and eventually we saw um, an expansion of this with the more religious um, communities in America taking on this role, such as the Puritan communities, as seen in the Um, Salem witch trials so for uh, the Salem Massachusetts was a community of Puritans and they um, almost many say abused the death penalty by uh, beheading and torturing and killing anyone they suspected to be witches so basically the death penalties originated from these European times and transferred over here and they have still been in use for these past years and recent and whatever in today's time they still been used because Many believe that the, um, using the death penalty serves as two main things. One, it they believe that um, basically the punishment of losing your life is enough to turn a criminal straight. So they believe that the, the fear of losing one's life will make them sort of uh, plan their actions wisely and not take a criminal route. And second, they believe that this is more up to debate. They believe that killing these people will just eradicate crime because someone who goes through justice system is not guaranteed to be good when they come out. So they believe people who are really not going to be able to kind of convert into a, good, um, a better manner should just be put down. So that's basically why it's still in place. And that's kind of why it first started in the first place. And so, so Hith, if you want to start with the pros and cons, you can go ahead now.
0: Yeah. So for this episode, we'll be basing not all but some of our discussion on the pro con website again much like our other previous episodes on cancel culture and school uniform however the pro con website doesn't really have a like very much detail but it'll just um act as the base and the foundation from which we discuss the death penalty and also just a quick side note when if we ever mention capital punishment, that, is, that word can be used interchangeably with the death penalty. It's the same thing. So on the ProCon website, it breaks it down into a few main points, 10 to be exact. The first being legality. So it starts by saying the United States is one of the 55 countries globally with a legal death penalty according to the Amnesty International. And as of March 24, 2021, within the U.S., 27 states, so 27 states of the U.S., had a legal death penalty. So a pro for the legality of the death penalty, they say are, quote, proponents of the death penalty being legal argue that such a harsh penalty is needed for criminals who have committed the worst crimes, that the punishment deters crimes, and that the U.S. Supreme Court was has upheld the death penalty as constitutional. So, obviously, the last of this sentence, which is, and that the U.S. Supreme Court has has upheld the death penalty as constitutional, it doesn't really mean anything. It means something, but at this point, it that cannot be used to help your argument because we it can also be revisited, just like we saw recently with the Roe versus Wade um supreme court uh thing and so that you can i think i can cancel out pretty fairly because whether it's constitutional and it later throughout this episode and the entire point of this episode is to say why it is not constitutional um why aria and i think it's not constitutional so later on we'll be debunking that as well but just to put that out there for now and it also says need for criminals who have committed the worst crimes and that the punishment deters crime. So to really get the real feeling, uh, the real understanding of this discussion about the death penalty is we must define and reason why, what is punishment and what is the purpose of punishment. So I'm gonna ask Arya to first give his definition and I'm gonna give my definition and we're gonna go off that and continue. So Ariana, give a definition for what is, not just a definition, but more of, okay, yeah, first, what is punishment for sure? And then what is the point of punishment? What is the purpose of it?
1: Well, to me, the definition of punishment that comes to my head when I first think of the word is, is sort of mandated consequences for behavior that's not acceptable. So punishment to me is like, is what you receive usually almost always negative for breaking some sort of um, conformity in society or something, some rule, some law? And so what was your follow-up question on that? So,
0: so what is the purpose of punishment? Why so, do we, why does the government?
1: So book? obviously, since punishment is negative, the purpose of it is to... Um, is to is to punish so it's it's to it's to stop bad behavior from occurring and repeating well occurring not i'm not occurring it's from repeating mostly because those who have not committed something bad won't be punished so there's no guarantee that someone won't won't commit an act that's not acceptable once because they can't be punished beforehand but it's to mainly stop it from repeating and that's what we see with the whole uh justice system and the why prison is just so so cruel to prisoners and things. It's its to punish them for their actions. And so that's what it means to me. So uh, similarly, what does punishment mean to you? And uh, what do you think is the use for it?
0: So the definition for punishment for me, but this kind of sounds stupid because definition, it can't always be subjective. But, uh, I think my definition is pretty much the same as Aria's. Is it's basically a way of correcting what someone has done wrong and in when you're in a when you're a child punishment is normally your parents normally punish you but when you're an adult you don't obviously get punished by your parents but the government takes that into their hands and you go to jail and it depends on what your what crime you committed or what offense you committed the amount of jail time uh torture, and things like that, and even now the death penalty or capital punishment. But I think punishment is basically just um, trying to teach people what they've done wrong through some form of torture, or not even form of torture, just to show them something that's not pleasant. And therefore, it tells not only the person, but it also tells other people who witness what that person has gone through because of what they did to stop the other people from doing same thing, the same thing. Now, what is the purpose of it? I kind of just said that, but I mainly think it is a form of rehabilitation and trying to teach. And as I said, trying to teach other people not to do the same thing as that person, that mistake the same, the person has made, but mostly I think it's for re- rehabilitation to help the people have committed the crime rethink their decisions and come out and back into society and be a better person but obviously there's many problems with that purpose of it of rehabilitation because I also don't think that many of the strategies we use today for punishment in terms of when people are adults and like jail and things like that and especially as we'll go into more detail the death penalty but I don't think Many of those things are good for rehabilitation because, for example, just throwing someone in, the, in a prison for 20 years, that may rehabilitate them, but maybe not as well. And I'm not exactly sure about the statistics on this, but how many people who went to prison for 20 or some odd number, some number of years, how many of them came back out with a different mindset, being a better person? and just overall improving themselves. So yeah, that's okay. kind of my definition of punishment. Yeah.
1: So, okay, so kind of um, obviously staying on the topic of the death penalty and punishment. So I have a fact pulled up here and it's kind of interesting. I'll read it to you. And then I have a question based on the fact. The fact sure. itself actually, it just shows a correlation. It doesn't actually give an answer. So I'm kind of gonna ask you what you think the reason for this fact is. Okay, so basically- mm-hmm. So obviously, like I said before, the death penalty was originally put into place for one of two reasons. And one reason being they believe that it would deter crime, like future crime, because they're kind of eradicating the the desire of people wanting to commit crimes because it's putting a fear in people of losing their life. So there's this fact here on humansrightscareers.com. And basically, its it's main goal is to, to persuade us and tell us that the death penalty actually does not deter crime. So it goes into more detail by telling us. So the American South has the highest murder rate in the country and oversees 81% of the nation's executions. However,
0: in states... Wait, state, sorry, just to When you say it murders, like um, death penalties or like just amongst murder, the civilians? So murder, okay, like okay, okay. someone killing another okay. person. Yeah.
1: So American South has the, most, the highest murder rate. So in states without the death penalty... The murder rate and murder rate, we're talking person killing another person, crime is much lower. So let me read that. So in states without the death penalty, where there's no risk of a prisoner being killed, the murder rate is. Wait, in states without. Yeah, the murder rate is. Wait a minute, I just read this wrong. No. okay yeah, so I'm on the right track. So the murder rate is much lower. However, mm-hmm. in, the, in, in states without the death penalty, however, in the states with the death penalty, the murder rate is much higher, meaning that the 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 daunting fear of being killed by your actions is not stopping people from murdering other people. In fact, it's actually increasing the state's murder rate. So,
0: yeah, so I don't think I think it. so with this point, what I with this fact, what I take away from it is it doesn't deter crime. Like you said, it, it, putting the death penalty into effect is not reducing crime. That's for sure.
1: No, but the thing is, it's not even keeping the crime rate the same. The states with the death penalty, the, the crime is... But yeah, that's my point.
0: I'm trying to get to that. It might not only be because of the death penalty that it's in the South. There may be other many legal factors, societal and cultural factors, such as gun, uh, the amount of people who own guns down South and stuff like that. There's many other factors. So I can't really say that the death the death penalty increases the, it may it may just, because there may be other factors, if you get what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that the death penalty doesn't definitely, for sure, does not decrease any kind of um, violent crimes or murders, rather. So, so it that's kind of what
1: up, I- Like a hypothetical question. So if you are someone who had an intent on killing someone, and you lived in a state- that had the death penalty, in your mind, you would be more hesitant to kill that person, correct? Or would you not, would you not care?
0: Well, (laughs) logically, yeah, but It also there's many factors. I'm not saying I would ever go and kill somebody, but (laughs) if I was so like I just somehow hated this person again, even if I hate this person this much in real life, I'd never do this. But if you if I somehow let's let's not use me, let's use somebody else. (laughs) Okay, so so if you use I don't know like Bob. Okay, so if Bob really hates some let let's say some guy murdered and butchered his huh? Just use Dan. Okay, so let's say Dan, uh, his family is murdered and butchered by some some guy, Victor, on the street. <laughs> um, then I'd say, and, and then Dan is so, he doesn't even care if he dies. At the, he'd rather just go and blow himself up to kill Victor. Then I don't see how the death penalty would affect anything. But if it's just something like for, okay, you uh, let's say Dan Victor crashes into Dan's car. And uh, it's Dan, uh, let me just, uh, no, let's say, let's say this. Maybe Dan, Victor takes, gets a promotion that Dan does not. So it's a very stupid, mundane thing in some sense, but let's say he does that. And Dan's so, he's just mad. He's pissed off with Victor because Victor, he doesn't work nearly as hard as him. He just sucks up to the boss and the boss likes him. So he promotes him. And Dan's a much hard worker. So he wants to, he feels this need, he, he really wants to kill Victor. And obviously this is still not normal by any means. He's probably, he has some severe mental issue at this rate, but let's say he does. But I don't think if he was not that, if he wasn't that mentally uh, unstable, then he may think twice about, because he may die as well. Let's say as a family, we wants to support who we truly love. Um, he he's probably not going to commit that crime because if he then if there's a death penalty because he will die but what I'm trying to say is if anybody has the thought of murder in their head I don't think they're even I don't think they have the rational or logical capaci- capacity or mental capacity rather to even think that they're going to die if the death penalty is in place because I don't think that person is functioning mentally they're not mentally stable by any means and I don't think they can think rationally so forget the just the fact that they're thinking of killing somebody for a stupid thing or even as the extreme example I gave it doesn't I don't think it matters whether the person is even thinking about the death penalty or not so that's my basic point I don't think it increases it but I also don't think it decreases it either so is that what you think as well
1: yeah that's what I think, and um, I also have another thing I'm going to share. This is not really to off some It's just what I was thinking. So and just tell let me know what you think. So basically as we know like you can you get a life sentence if you're found guilty for uh attempted or not even, I mean murder like you're mm-hmm. you're, given, you're given a life sentence. So do you think that again this is there's no answer to this because again I don't think people who murder really are thinking they're just full of lust to kill and intent. Do you think that the death penalty is seen almost as a cheap way out for these criminals. Instead of serving this grueling life sentence, let's say you murder someone at twenty, you're given eighty years in prison, like a whole life sentence. Do you think do you think giving a given a life sentence like that for 80 years in a grueling, grueling justice system like the jail is almost more daunting than just serving 20 years and just getting your way out by just dying? Like by the death death penalty? Yeah, so
0: that, that brings the question of maybe some people rather die than receive the tort receive torture. Yeah. Or severe punishment. Oh
1: just and maybe affect it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that can also be the case. Because I think most people can agree that being tortured in um uh in prison for eighty years, let's say you go to jail when actually not eighty, okay, let's say you go to jail when you're twenty one and you get sentenced for life, okay, and you are being tortured, I think most people, majority, would agree that that is much more gruesome, much more painful than just being 21 and sentenced to death after, I don't know, three years. I know this is not realistic at all, but let's say three years, they're sentenced to prison, and then they get the death penalty, and they're they let's say they get the chair. I know the chair is no longer legal, but let's say they get the electric chair. Which do you think is actually let's just say they get the the injection, because that's less painful. Then I think most people can agree that get being in jail for sixty years for life sentence is much worse than being killed after three years. Because they're torturing by human nature is much worse. Being beat for um is much worse than just being shot in the head and having it done like that that's why people rather die in their sleep than having being tortured or some other severe way of actually experiencing them dying if you if you get what i'm saying
1: yeah okay so moving on from um this sort of conversation so now i think we should would you agree we should uh, get into why we believe the death yeah. penalty is okay so Do you want to? I have a few reasons, just base, like base level reasons, and then we can elaborate later. Would you want me to go first, or do you have some reasons you want to go first?
0: Um, I think you can give the base because I have some deep kind of it's it's kind of goes below the foundation, okay? Go for some of the base and then maybe I'll add on top of
1: it, okay? So, two main things come to my mind that like are just base. Base reasons why the death penalty is just no longer needed today and sort of outdated and not effective. So, first of all, when we think like how we've mentioned numerous times, like jail in the justice system is meant for rehabilitation to an extent and teaching someone how to turn their life around and better society. That's the whole point of jail. Even though today it's become more of like a torturous, dungeon basically to punish these criminals i'm not saying it's not to punish but i'm saying the ultimate goal is for rehabilitation essentially Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i feel like the death penalty just takes away all reason for that rehabilitation because
0: exactly prisoners
1: are often a lot of them get released on good behavior because they're motivated to get out there and restart their life but if you're a prisoner and you're given the death sentence then your rehab rehab oh my god rehab is completely gone out the window because you're like what's the point So I feel like cutting their life short, even though they're it's almost like you go to a rehab center and they just like if you're because you go in and you're super sick, they just they just kick you out like you're not even getting rehab. You're not getting the full experience. So kind of the death penalty is just kind of like canceling out the whole point of like jail and the justice system. If you have like if you have to. And a second kind of base idea that comes to mind is. So basically, we know that people are wrongly convicted. So people who are serving a regular sentence and wrongly convicted, although their life like they've lost like several years, they can still get back out there and start a new life and go or go back to their old life. But people who are wrongly convicted of a crime that's just one step more serious, that's maybe death row punishable. They're they're often going to get killed before they can get out there and have a life again. So uh this is going a little further than the base but i'll get back to it. it's just a simple fact so uh, death penalty says that since 1973 189 former death row prisoners have been exonerated of all charges basically 189 people since 1973 that have been put on death row have mm-hmm. been cleared of all their charges and like 189 in all these years may not seem like a lot, but it's not every day that someone gets put on death row. So it's actually a pretty decent amount. And so these 189 people, I feel like it's not fair because if these people had been wrongly convicted of like littering, they would, they would be released after like six months, but they were wrongly convicted of a serious crime. And so instead of of course being wrong and convicted is wrong, but instead of going through the whole rehab and getting back out there, they're just their life has ended for no reason. So basically those are the two main reasons I think I just think Wait,
0: that, so sorry, hundred and eighty nine people were have been, they were executed and then executed. later they find they were later yeah. they find see, this, okay, is, yeah, okay, yeah. this is
1: not even the amount of people put on death row, like death row that maybe still be like released after they're alive, after like twenty years. These are people that are dead that have yeah, been they were here.
0: killed. By death row, and then yeah. later they came out to be clear of their charge.
1: So these are the, these, so it's
0: like the the government's killing the innocent.
1: Yeah. So those oh, are okay. my two main reasons. The government. This is a way of like, no, obviously the government doesn't intend on killing innocent people, but
0: yeah, of course, almost yeah. <laughs> an
1: unintentional method of doing that. And of course, my second reason is that it just kind of ruins the whole purpose and sole reason that jail was put into place. That those are my two base reasons. So you can get into your base reasons, or you can elaborate. On whatever you want so I'll just play.
0: yeah so i think i the wrongly convicted thing especially since 189 and how many people have been um killed on death row uh,
1: i'll have to look that up i'll, I'll get my you to...
0: so yeah uh we'll see that number but 189 those people were killed on death row and then later they were found to be innocent that's that's that, that's even worse than a, than Dan killing Victor in some sense, because these people are completely innocent than Victor butchering his, his family. So that's one big problem, but that can also be argued and I'd actually like to hear your response, Aria. What about wrongly convicted people who are not put on death row, but who are punished severely, even though they're wrongly convicted? Because we had said previously that torture severe torture is worse than death I have my answer for this but that severe torture is worse than death and some people are still wrongly convicted for things that and their punishment is torture so it's not a problem it's always going to be a problem that wrong people are going to be convicted and how is death row specifically involved like why is that the only thing that should be considered when innocent people are being convicted
1: well, I feel like the innocent people being convicted is a whole different question, kind of, because that's more like just the like the the, the justice system in general. I feel like the death row part is especially sad because if you are convict- falsely convicted for something that is not punishable by death, again, of course, it's completely wrong, but at least you get a second chance. But these people who are, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying because- These people who would be convicted for without the death penalty, you'd still be a life sentence. So you would still lose your whole life in jail. But again, you could get released because of good behavior. And in that time, in those years you're serving, they would have the trial because these these cases take place. Not like they don't take place like 100 years after the person is killed. They take place like within a decade, usually. So you would still be alive and in jail um, exhibiting good behavior and you would get released because you're. Um, proven innocent. And so I have the numbers here. So basically, so 1543 people have been executed uh, in the US since 1973, which means one in every nine people that have been killed have been proven have been exonerated. And so you have to also remember that these are only the cases that they went back and reopened because maybe a family member was fighting for it or something, there could be way more cases that people have just kind of forgotten about. And those people are actually free. So yeah, just officially it's one in nine, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's more like every three in nine, maybe even every four and nine in certain States, I don't know, in certain time periods, but yeah, that's basically that. So you can continue with your other reasons.
0: Yeah. So to answer my own question, I think being as, is basically what Arya said, as you can be, you can get out of jail even if you're proven innocent because of the trials and things like that. And also, a person who has actually committed a crime, a murder, is more, is just willing to die because committing that murder in that moment is like fulfilling li- their life's goal to kill that person. And then being dead, it's like, okay, I, I, I uh, what would you say I've fulfilled my life goals, so I, I'm there's nothing I lose. If I die, I'm done. But to an innocent person, even if let's say they're put to death row and they die, they lose everything they had, their their life's goal of being with their family and such or their profession. But if they're on let's say they're on trial and they're in ten years, they lose ten years fine, still if they're alive. But that's completely different than losing your entire life. So that's basically all wanna say. Yeah. And then you also said it takes away all re- rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree because, as we said, punishment should be to rehabilitate people and it, it, the the benefit of it is twofold for rehabilitation and for not repeating, not for other people to repeat um, uh, this person's mistake, but also for that person to not repeat their own mistake. So I think it's both and you lose both once... You, I mean, you lose half of one and one fully when you kill somebody, when you put them to murder execution. You lose the rehabilitation because how are you going to rehabilitate someone when they're dead, obviously? And you lose half the other one because you're not... This kind of goes with rehabilitation, but you're not changing the way uh, the people... the people change in the future but you are are i'll give you the other half changing making other people more scared for not committing a crime so that's so, all i had to say about that reason so yeah you can continue
1: yeah so i just wanted to go back to one thing you said like i agree totally with it so basically you said like um what's it called it's almost like when when someone is fulfilling their life goal Um, and they kill someone that's almost like they're done with life right Mm -hmm. so getting the death penalty is almost like so yeah that's the question so if we have a scenario let's go back to dan he he kills victor Mm -hmm. that's his life goal fulfilled is the death penalty even a punishment anymore because the way we defined pun or the punishment earlier is like Something negative that the person doesn't want because of their bad actions. And the whole point of the justice system is to punish and rehabilitate, right? Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I feel like death penalty is almost like a reward for some people. Like it's in a really abstract way, not a, not maybe not a reward, but it's definitely not a punishment because they're kind of like what you said, they're fulfilled. So that in some cases, the the death penalty is kind of reversing the whole effect of the justice system. So that's all I just wanted to say on that. I just wanted to kind of point on that.
0: Yeah. So I'd also like to say that it is. It is quite racist, because if you look at the evidence, there is a disproportionate amount of it's not just that there. This is kind of getting complicated, but it's not only it, it is. If you just look at the evidence, uh, um, you'll see that it is disproportionate, not, into, not uh, between Black and whites who are being killed, because there more Blacks are put on the death penalty. And also, that doesn't mean, that's not because more Blacks commit more murders or anything like that, because if you look at the evidence and the statistics, it actually, it, it gets rid of those little c- uh, caveats. And also, the death penalty is quite, uh, quite capricious and quite moody. And because one day, uh, the judge could appoint the death penalty to a man who did something that is severely less, that is less severe than another man or another woman, for that matter. And that's all be- based on the judge's mood. So it's it's, but that can also be argued for punishment. But there gives it more time to rethink the decision, versus just the death penalty. Bam, you're out, done. So yeah, that's I had to say. do you have anything else to add?
1: No, I think I think you're spot on. Basically, I think I think I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just looking at some of the more of the um, pro and con. If you want to take a look at that with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Let's see. Okay, so this is if you go to number five, it's it's basically victim's family. And it's basically mm-hmm. saying that the death penalty brings about closure and a feeling of justice to the victim's family if the victim's murderer is, is um killed. So basically the pro obviously is that the the family feels a sense of justice that this person's gone and they don't have to f- Fear that this person could break out of jail and target their family again. But I think this is completely stupid again, because if you're if you're killing someone, you're going to get a really long sentence. And in that time, you're either going to rot away and lose your life. So you're never going to get back out of jail. So what does the family have to victim family have to fear? Or in that time, you're going to completely rehabilitate and be let out and to be for your behavior to you if you commit a crime that's punishable, like life sentence, to be let out, your behavior has to be like almost of that of Mother Teresa. So it's almost like a win-win situation for the victim's family because you're, you're whatever, let's say my, like my, I don't know, let's say like Dan or what was it called? Victor was murdered. Victor's mom and dad. To say that they have to be scared of Dan getting out of jail for murdering Victor is the most stupid thing I've heard because Dan is going to sit in jail and and be there and be punished for like his whole life. He's going to lose his life. It's a life sentence. Or he gets out on really good behavior and maybe he comes home, like it comes to Victor's um, mom and dad. And he like, he really apologized and things like that. And he's a new person. So I think that this pro is completely illogical. I don't think a victim's family needs to fear the person getting out of jail and coming specifically and killing them. Um, And so, yeah, the con, basically, I agree with it. It's saying that the families that, the victim's family argue that retributive justice does not bring closure for anyone. And like, it takes years of like media-friendly appeals to enact. So basically like, even though your son or whatever, your family member was taken, it doesn't bring about any justice taking another person. It's like how Gandhi said, and I think Gandhi said, I don't even know who said it. It's like an eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. It's almost like that. Like if you
0: I think it was Gandhi. Let me let me search
1: up. But yeah, you'll get back to it. But basically killing someone, killing another person to solve a problem does not bring about any sort of closure. So personally for me, if like I don't know, a close relative or something like if you were killed by Yeah, that
0: it was Gandhi.
1: Okay. So like if you were killed, let's say you were killed by Victor, right? Or I mean Dan, sorry, Dan. It wouldn't bring me any closure to see Dan like brutally like injected with with poison into his veins. It would bring me more like closure to see Dan either being punished for the rest of his life and not getting an easy way out. Or it would bring me pleasure by or uh, closure by seeing Dan rehabilitated as a good person. And he's able to reflect on what he did to you. And maybe he'll think about it. It wouldn't bring me closure to just see him die in like 30 seconds they bring me closure for maybe like 10 minutes and then I'm sitting there like he's each So it's still dead. But if Dan was to rehabilitate and stuff like that, I, I think I would get closure because then we could both reflect on your death, like in this scenario. So yeah, that's kind of what I think. Do you have anything to add or do you have another pro con to move on to?
0: Um, well, I think we're running quite short on time. We have about two and a half minutes, three minutes left on this episode because we're doing this episode on Zoom. Actually, normally we're in the same room recording it on a different audio uh, and recording uh, software. But so for Zoom only allows us a certain amount of time. And we've only got about two and a half minutes left. So I think this episode will go into a part two. Yeah. And there's, I actually have a lot to say more about part two. But just very briefly, we'll move to point eight on the pro con about morality. And in the description, it says both religious and secular debates have continued about whether it is uh, moral for humans to kill one another, even in the name of justice, and whether executing people makes for a moral and just government. So the pro for this is proponents who argue that the death penalty is a more moral punishment. State that an eye for an eye is justified to a good and just society that shuns evil. So just as Arya had said, an eye for an eye, or rather he quoted Gandhi. he said, an eye for an eye makes the world blind. And I do agree with that quote to most in most scenarios. So I think that kind of closed out the pro. Now let me read the con. Um, Opponents who argue that the death penalty is an immoral punishment state that humans should not kill other humans, no matter the reasons, because killing is killing. Yeah, that's kind of silly arg- uh, way of phrasing it, but I guess in the most blunt terms yes it is immoral I think to certainly kill a human being for because because they killed somebody and there's always this thing of saying well if the government is killing um uh, is killing people that uh killing people have killed then does that also make the government killers Mm -hmm. and yes at the most basic level yes it does but that also gets kind of deeper. But I think we're going to dive into the real meat of this conversation in the next episode, where we where we connect free will and the death penalty, and those two things are going to very uh, nicely conclude or bring to f- full circle our opinion on the death penalty. So we will see you next in the next part um, episode for part two, death penalty. And we hope you enjoy it. Is there anything you'd like to add or? No, nope, that's it. All right. We'll see you then. Yep.